Is it Sunday today? I believe it is. It's, it's Cameron. It's the Lord's Day. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I'm feeling uh, very godly right now. I, I don't know about about you. You sound godly. <clears throat> yes, I shall cast you into the deepest pit of hell for lustful thoughts about another man. Uh, how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're on the you're on the Skype with me, so it's pretty uh, much a foregone <laughs> conclusion. <laughs> And welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. It's a podcast about learning to appreciate artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. And I'm Nathan Hunt. I'm Cameron DeWitt. And we're listening to Eminem. Is he misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed? Do you think? Now that we're uh, near the end. Well, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> you know, because he, he, he really thinks that he is. He definitely thinks he is. <laughs> and i don't i don't know there's a lot of i hate i hate siding with um uh busybodies and like uh just conservatives or whatever oh, those but, like, bodies are just too busy <laughs> just stay still just for calm, a minute Jeez. calm yourself down yeah but i wiggle your giggles out <laughs> for christ's sake <laughs> So he's he pisses people off and he's an edge lord and that's like basically his sort of defining characteristic. Mm-hmm. I would say like throughout all of his albums and that's sort of his narrative and his story and his all of his music it's in some way or another is about his relationship to that and whether or not his persona bleeds over into his personal life. I feel like that's the story of Eminem mm-hmm. as an artist and as a public figure. I've been thinking about this ever since I was aware enough to like partake in the conversation. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I first started hearing about our violent video games, making people violent. Right. You know, and then like a lot of people being like, no, of course not. It's uh, all these other problems, systemic issues. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I kind of agreed with them because I played a lot of violent video games and, but now you've you've hardly shot up more than like two or three schools. (laughs) It's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that can't be the video games. But nowadays, like I I kind of can't stomach any video game that feels like it could hypothetically be used as a recruitment tool for the army, the military. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you go like if last time I looked at the military's website, uh like the army's website is, is just it like just a bunch the of themilitary.gov. Themilitary.gov. <laughs> dot org oh i actually said dot gob <laughs> dot com <laughs> the military dot gob uh that is not hmm. it's not taking me anywhere it's <laughs> weird there's no such um, thing as the military dot gov does the military not even have a website what is happening how are they going to get uh, young people to get tricked into signing up uh, my favorite forum site is the military dot gab. And it's just like, uh, a bunch of, uh, just a, just a bunch of military people just like having a chat. <laughs> oh yeah. They're just, uh, shooting the shit, you know, 
uh, chewing go, the fat. If you go on the, the Army's website, there's like in the recruitment videos, there's like a bunch of kids saying like, hey, it's cool that I get to now do things in real life that I did in these video games. I get to use these cool guns and these cool tanks and these cool bombs. Right. And it's a real like, call of duty. That's what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. And uh, anyway, um, yeah, I, I've kind of come back around on a lot of that stuff. And it's like, no, I don't think that... <laughs> that those things cause violence, but I do think that, um, they are, I do think they inspire violence, uh, and they glorify violence. Um, and people who are predisposed to be violent are liking them for the, are liking these games for the wrong reasons. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And, you know, and it's like, even things like the matrix, you know, it's like, if you look at, (laughs) all these communities of people who read the matrix as like whatever they, however they want it to read. Yeah. The red pill subreddit. Yeah. I mean, ultimately you could say that about any piece of culture is like, how is it being abused and is it doing more harm than good? And I think that's, it's, it's one of the things that makes like satire so hard to do or social commentary so hard to do. Yeah. Something like fight club, which is a critique of toxic masculinity was Absolutely. so widely embraced by the toxic masculinists. Yeah. I, I had a friend who I think is one of my wiser friends. <laughs> he can't help but notice he, I'm and, not included in that list. So uh, just, you know, go I ahead. Didn't, I, didn't, I said one of, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, but he, he's a very like masculine coded guy. He's a big guy, big, a great big bushy beard. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he, he said to me once, I had to stop watching Mad Men because I liked it too much. Yeah. And I realized that that, that that culture is like bad and toxic and that that's what the show is about. But it was too alluring for me. And I was enjoying it for the wrong reasons. So I stopped watching it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that's a really interesting take, you know, um, not that anyone should just stop wa- engaging with something because it's making them feel uncomfortable things, you know, but like, yeah, that idea was really interesting to me, you know, like that, that kind of awareness, you know, it's like, yeah, there's a part of me that, you know, is really attracted to these dark things. And I, I mean, similarly, similarly, uh, someone in my family, uh, ha- has gone through the process of getting a concealed carry permit. Um, within, mm-hmm. I don't know, my adulthood and now carries around a handgun and he, um, he stopped playing, uh, video games where he shoots humans, mm. uh, because he is like, yeah, I don't really want to practice that. I, I want to practice the skills. I want to like be, um, you know, I say a lot of bullshit about <laughs> he didn't say this this is my words not his uh-huh. he, he says a lot of bullshit uh, about like being a good guy with a gun um but i think he actually wants to live up to being a good guy with a gun you know like mm-hmm. he actually wants to be the exception that proves the rule <laughs> yeah you know and like part of me kind of respects him and 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 one of the things that made me respect him for how he's approaching it is yeah. Stopping playing these escapist violent video games where you kill people um, in military or crime settings for whatever reason, right. because he's like, yeah, I, I need to now have this be a sacred part of my life that I can't, that I have to be reverent about. And like, I can't make a snap, you know, judgment, like, because 
I can't be entertaining these parts of my psyche because I have a gun and I have to take that seriously. Yeah. It's interesting. It reminds me of, um, I don't know if this is still the current research, but, um, for a while there, there were people who were advocating, um, like primal scream therapy or like going out and hitting a tree with a baseball bat as a way to like get rid of, like cleanse yourself of your violence and your anger. And, that you just kind of like purge yourself of all the negative emotions. But when they actually did some research and looked at it again, I don't know if this is current, but uh, last I checked in, it was more like practicing it. It's you're not getting rid of it. When you go out and hit a tree with a baseball bat, you're practicing that part of your brain and that part of your like emotionality. And it is ends up being like very harmful. It's not a coping mechanism. Yeah. There's a, there's a big difference between expression and, um, uh, or what am I trying to say? There's a big difference between repression and not expressing yourself. Yeah. Is that what I'm trying to say? I think like, so. Like, uh, like repressing versus like self-control, right? <laughs> right, right, right. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I, I hadn't heard about that before and that actually makes a lot of intuitive sense because I've literally hit some pillows in my life, um, or, you know, like lashed out, uh, in my life because in like private in what I thought were like healthy ways and then thought like, ah, I'm not sure if that really helped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, that's so, interesting. So to bring that back to Eminem, uh, yes. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I I was trying to set you up. I didn't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Do go on. <laughs> yes, and Cameron. Uh, yeah. To to bring that back to Eminem, he, uh, I think he's finally he's finally taking himself seriously, and he's starting to act like a grown up for the most part in this album. And he's doing not apologizing, but I think he's he's being a little less. Uh, Oh, woe is me. I'm a victim of the PC police. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And I really, I really appreciate that. I appreciated that very much. Also, he also, um, like many people, he seems to have experienced 2016 as kind of a wake up call and, uh, was kind of shocked out of his complacency and he feels the moral obligation to, uh, well, I think I think it made him understand and recognize some of the structural and systemic problems of America that he didn't necessarily think about too much. Um, We're covering 2017 revival. Yes, we but, should we should say yeah. that. Yeah, because um, yeah. the last so that's uh, yeah yeah last album we looked at was from 2013 during the uh, the uh, Obama administration complacency um, yes. for many many people racism's over yeah racism's over everything is fixed forever mm-hmm. i think that's i think that was his campaign slogan for 2012 right yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was the same Thanks, Obama. it was the same poster <laughs> for the the hope poster but it just said racism is fixed now everything's fine you don't have to worry about anything ever again it, it just they had to cram all that text on that poster um yeah so eminem has been kind of waking w- woken up but the question is is he woke? Okay. <laughs> How do you like that, Cameron? Uh, you know, I... So, he takes shots at white police. Um, uh-huh. 
and he takes shots at Donald Trump. And does he take shots at anyone else in this album? Um, Republicans in general. Yeah, he takes shots at uh, like people who are like anti Colin Kaepernick, you know, and he takes shots at um, shallow jingoism. You know? Right. And these are all metaphorical uh, shots. Yeah, he he's killed all these people. Thank you, Eminem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, for being the hero we deserve. But um, he reminds us that he was framed. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, fe- I feel like he's he is punching up, but he's also punching up at easy targets. Yes. Although, there's probably a fair amount of his base who are just into his edgelord bullshit who maybe needed to hear him say you know, fuck the police essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Although he's not as fuck the police as I kind of want him to be. That's he says I, the that's word good cops at certain moments. Yeah. And he, he advocated <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, he's like, yeah, we should get more black cops. And it just reminded me of that KRS KRS one song, black cop. I don't know that song. Oh, it's great. KRS one is just like screaming like black cop, black cop, black cop, black cop. Uh, it's, it's, uh, He definitely has some strong criticisms of um, black cops. Yeah, uh, I mean, I have been in marches where the the thing that everyone is chanting is "no good cops in a racist system," and uh, I think I think you can be a good person and have chosen to do a shitty job. Um, You know, I mean, similarly to presidents. No good presidents in a racist system. Yeah, exactly. uh, Yeah, there's not a way to do that. It's a dirty job, and uh, and no one has to do it. And that's Um, why we're electing Mike Rowe as president. Join (laughs) me, won't you? (laughs) Donate to the Rowe Super PAC. Oh, boy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think all of his... I feel like all of his answers... um, (laughs) They they feel like uh, Gen X and, and... boomer like sort of obvious shallow reactions uh right to yeah yeah it's just like the obvious answers it feels like i'm on facebook it kind of does yeah (laughs) yeah that being said i still appreciate what he's saying and some of his rap on this album is his most impressive rap yeah some good stuff on here so not all of it and some of it the production is kind of annoying to me yeah like there's a song with like i where it's just sampling i love rock and roll and it's yeah. just like this is annoying like this is it is right and like yeah I, he started doing that an album or two ago where he's like i'm just yeah. gonna take this old pops or rock song and i'm just gonna do it and i'm gonna probably like kind of change what the song is about but i'm just gonna yeah. feature the entire chorus also too yeah yeah more more on that later and i know that that's like a part of hip-hop is doing that and I don't have a problem with it exactly, but sometimes I'm annoyed with the song that he chooses and I don't want to just hear it. Yeah. Interpolated. So, yeah. Exactly. Well, should I, I definitely don't want to talk about once again, too many songs. Jesus there Christ. Are 19 77 songs. minutes. This is uh, 19 I, I, songs. I, I, I like triple checked and made sure that I wasn't getting bamboozled <laughs> and tricked by, uh, uh, deluxe editions or whatever. But the even just like the regular edition, I don't think there's a deluxe edition, but the regular edition has 19 tracks and is what 77 minutes long. Yeah, it's too fucking long. 
Yeah, like I, I, I seriously got so bored. And like this album, there were moments in this album where I was, I mean, like the beginning of it, I'm just like, holy shit, this is incredible. Like his rapping is amazing. His message is cool and good. And his metaphor, like his literary, the literary aspects to his writing are like just the best they've ever been. Mm-hmm. Um and then there's just like all these filler songs um, where yep. it's like, this is fine. Why is this on an album? Why isn't yeah. this just a mixtape, you know, or a single? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like we gotta we gotta take a break and just cover uh, <laughs> like a vinyl artist so that we can yes. talk about forty five minute albums. Yes. Can I miss those yes. days? <laughs> oh please! Yeah, oh, seriously. Please. Like limitation is important. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah. Uh, but so let's, let's talk about the songs and just a few of them because yeah. I cannot talk about most of these. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you want to start with walk on water track number one? Yeah. Big single Absolutely. from this album featuring, uh, who, um, Queen Bay herself. Uh, I think a Beyonce, Beyonce, uh, <laughs> not familiar, uh, with his work. Uh, but yeah, there, he's featured. Yeah. <laughs> Flies rip apart my stomach, knowing that no matter what bars I come with, you're gonna harp griping. That's a hard fight getting to swallow. So I scrap these as pressure increases like khakis. I feel the ice cracking because I walk on water. But I know I like that. <laughs> In this song, he's just like kind of fucking around in the background and like making noises during the chorus and stuff. It's very. <laughs> yeah, he's like ripping up paper yeah. of his shitty raps. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. It, it like really highlights the kind of like back and forth dialogue aspect. So I think the story of this song is Eminem loves rap and he wants to be. He wants to be good at rap mm-hmm. and he sees rap and hip hop as it's, it's kind of like he's an Olympic athlete and he's just like, I want to be the best. Like no mm-hmm. one ever was the very best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Nothing's ever going to get catch them down. All, all the raps. Yeah. It's the eye of the tiger. Uh, yeah. Through all the fight. <laughs> get in rap here. Um, so, yeah, this is a song about how he's starting to feel like maybe he's not the best at rap anymore, and he wants to be the best at rap. And I think it's like kind of a sweet and vulnerable song about how he's just like, at the end of the day, he's just like, I don't want to let you all down. I want to give you the best rap because you all want the best rap. So here's, here, I'm just going to do my best. It's it's a little uh, bit sweet. It's, it's weird yeah. considering it comes one album after he released a song called Rap God. Um, yes, but he says, uh, uh, kids look to me as a God. This is, he uses the R word. He says, this is retarded. If only they knew it's a facade and it's exhaustive. I think he means exhausting because exhaustive. Is I didn't, I did notice yeah. that. <laughs> and I try not to listen to nonsense, but if you bitches are trying to strip me of my confidence, mission accomplished. I'm not God sent Nas, Rakim, Pac, B.I.G., James Todd Smith, and I'm not Prince. So I walk on water back to the chorus. Yeah, this chorus is like, I, I guess it's clever. I don't know. It's Beyonce saying, singing, I walk on water, but I ain't no Jesus. Is it clever? I walk on water, but only when it freezes. Um, I guess it's it's saying like, I have, 
yeah, messianic, you know, like kind of weight to my actions, but it's, yeah, it's not real. Um, so I guess it's clever. Yeah. And then she says at the end, if I walked on water, I would drown. Yeah. Uh, just as a um, quick note, he, he said he, uh, he references the rappers Nas, Rakim, Pac, B.I.G., and James Todd Smith. James Todd Smith is LL Cool J. It's his real name. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I was like, who, who is that? And I had to look him up, and I found out. Uh, uh, James Todd Smith, the one that ladies love and who is cool. <laughs> that's, that's a, according to Wikipedia, that's what LL Cool J means, is ladies love cool James. Yeah, I think that's a really great nickname <laughs> it's really fun it's, my nickname is an acronym for a sentence <laughs> yeah exactly it feels very like about me like uh 90s positive positivity hip-hop in like a very fun and charming way i like that like uh like yeah. a tribe called quest kind of shit yeah it's like you you are aware that ladies love cool james <laughs> are you not <laughs> you must know that ladies love cool james right 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 uh so you already played this, but do you want to play that that bit about him rapping hard hard Vicodin to swallow? I think that's a great moment. Yeah. Knowing that no matter what bars I come with, you're gonna heart griping. That's a hard Vicodin to swallow. So I scrap these as pressure increases like khakis. I feel the ice cracking because Wait, what is a bit about khakis? I don't know if I understand that part. I actually don't understand that as pressure Why? increases like khakis i feel the ice you cracking get, you ever buy some khakis and they just and increase then, <laughs> and then uh you're eating thanksgiving dinner and you eat all that turkey and boy oh boy you feel that pressure increasing in those khakis oh yeah oh i know uh, how that goes this guy am i right yeah someone write in and explain why pressure increases like khakis i want to know but what I like is you're going to harp gripe and that's a hard Vicodin to swallow. Like that's a really clever phrasing. Yeah, I that is really good. I like that. And then he's also referencing his drug usage, which is part of his, the pressure of being famous mm-hmm. and trying to keep up. So yeah, I, I think that's really good. Um, and it's like a good metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a cool little synth part that I like. You want to play that? Yeah, I do want it, to play that. It comes late in the song. Yeah. Cause I'm only human, just like you, making my mistakes. Oh, if you only knew, I don't think you should believe in me. It's fairly quiet and it's hard panned to the right, but it's like this. You know, honestly, kind of I couldn't hear it in, uh, <laughs> in, in the, through the Skype. Yeah. So maybe it'll come through. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, go listen to it if you couldn't hear it in there. Uh, I have a couple more lyric moments that I wanted to... I got some sound samples for. Like uh, where he rhymes tarnished with garnered. Mm. I think that's pretty great. Mathers disc set. Always in search of the verse that I haven't spit yet. Will this step just be another misstep to tarnish whatever the legacy lover respect? I've garnered... That's uh, that's like pretty far removed in terms of time from the the rhyme, and uh, yes, I kind of like that. Yes, yeah, yeah, I knew it. Um, yeah. Uh, then he also did 
Okay, I just there's one that just says Great Flow, and I don't remember what it is. Yeah, I'm really curious about that. I've been looking at it like, hmm, I wonder what this is. So let's find out, shall we, together? Just the two mm. of us and all our listeners. So join us on a journey, won't you, listeners? <laughs> okay. Hi. Is it the bar I set, my arms I stretch, but I can't reach? A far cry from it, or it's in my grass, but as soon as I grab, squeeze... I lose my grip like the flying trapeze into the dark I plummet. Uh, it truly is true that the journey is the destination. Um, <laughs> no. You don't like that? No, I was just referencing okay. when I was like, join us on a journey. Um, no, I, I like that it's interesting that it's kind of a, it's a fairly slow tempo with no drums. Yeah. It's like a pretty sparse piano accompaniment. And he's just... He's the drums. He's the drums, yeah. And he's, he's doing like all the rhythmic stuff. And that's really interesting. Like, you don't hear that a ton in hip-hop. It's a lot less common, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know who does it a lot is uh, Chance the Rapper in his album, Coloring Book. Oh, I have not is listened to that. Is that what it's called? I, I don't know. Mm. Chance the Rapper album. It's actually Coloring uh, Boob. Oh, shit. <laughs> it is called Coloring Book. Um, a lot of that album has very little like percussion Interesting. or like, like heavy beats. Uh It's, it's all super light and airy. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a really interestingly produced album. Hmm. What do you know? Mm, What do you know? Uh, I I like the line, the crowds are gone and it's time to wash out the blonde. (laughs) Oh yeah. I didn't catch that line. That's, that's interesting. Cause like his, he famously had bleached hair for a long time. Yes. As as like I don't know, was that part of his Slim Shady like persona or was that just what M doing M? Um uh I mean I think he had blonde hair when he wasn't necessarily being Slim Shady, but I think that's what people mainly associate it with. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that would make sense. Yeah. All right. Well, uh should we move on to a different song? Uh yeah, I, I think we should absolutely talk about Believe. Believe. Do you believe in life after love, Cameron? I'm leaving up. Uh, you're really putting me on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... I. Well, the answer is, I really don't think I'm strong enough. Oh, no. yeah, no, that that makes sense. Yeah, I yeah, can yeah, see yeah. that. All right, All uh, right. so we're going to do the sound sample. I got some important news to report to. Anyone who thought I was done, nah, bitch, not white spot, lights back on top, my fate, where's yours, do you still believe in me? Didn't I get everything I had to give? I think we need to show contrition to the rap god. Yeah, this is, you sum up this song, I sum up too many songs. And I started from the bottom like a snowman. That's the opening lines. You know how snowmans are always starting from the bottom? Uh, I mean, there might be some, like, psychos out there who start with the head. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. They get it all, like, carroted up and cold up, and then they're like, ah, we need to make a body for this thing. Uh, <laughs> they, they build a snow head first, and like, man, maybe we should make this a whole snow person. Uh 
it would be kind of fun to make an exquisite corpse uh, snowman or snow person at some point. Oh, oh, that's that's that'd be funny because it is kind of literally a corpse, kind of, sort of. Uh, look at that. That's fun. Um, yeah, ground up like round Chuck and still put hands on ya. Staying wound up is how I spend time. Get it? Sucker free, confidence high, such a breeze when I pen rhymes. I just got the air about me like wind chimes. Uh, yeah, but he ta- he talks about how um, he used to struggle a lot. He had to scrape to get by. Now he's in a gated community. Um, he's upscale. Um and uh, he grew up on food stamps, uh, but he's, st- he's asking us, do you still believe in me? Didn't I give everything I had to give you to make you see? I'll never forget if you turn your back on me now and walk out. I will never let you live it down. I'll never quit. Do you still believe in me? Is this directed to his fans? I, yeah, I think so. That's, it's weird. I mean, it's funny to say, like, I'll never forget if you turn your back on me now. Like, how, do you, how are you going to know? Like, do you know every single one of your fans and if they stop listening to you? I will never uh, let you live it down. Is he going to call out his fans by name? <laughs> this is a great point. Uh, Chad Smith from Little Rock, Arkansas. Stop listening to me on Spotify. This goes out to you, motherfucker. I'll never let you live it down. I'm going to be dragging your name through the mud for the rest of my life. Are you referring to Chad Gaylord Smith, the drummer for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who looks like Will Ferrell? Uh, no, is his name Chad Smith? And also, he would his... never stop listening to Eminem. Also, is his middle name really Gaylord? Yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I feel really bad for people who have that name. It's... it's kind of a good name if you think about the actual meaning of it. I'm happy because I mean, I'm rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, I'm Lord of the Gays. <laughs> also great. <laughs> it is also good. <clears throat> Mm. I, th- I think I'd be I, I'd be willing to uh, undergo the the criticism and the and the and the mocking if I could be Lord of the Gays or Happy <laughs> and Rich or all of the above. Actually, that's a great point. You're kind of selling me on this. <laughs> What's the both, drummer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> let's both legally change our middle names to Gaylord. Why not? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and get Chad Smith tattoos yeah <laughs> yeah over our faces i mean that goes without saying but yeah 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 uh yeah so do you still believe in eminem cameron um i i believe in him more now because yeah. of this album i don't think still is an appropriate word yeah i i but in the last couple of weeks i've believed in him less than when before we started listening to him and now I'm beginning to uh, believe in him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So does that fit the definition of still believe? I don't know. Uh, you played a little bit of the, um, the sound sample uh, grew up on wick with a short fuse. Do you want to play that? Yeah, I will do that. Is it? Uh, there it is. No remorse, screw it, I'm lit And that attitude, I blew up on quick That's why they called me Firecracker I grew up on wick, 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 wick But a short fuse I got some important news to report to That's good, I I like that That's good, like, metaphor He's talking about how volatile he is And he's comparing himself to explosives Uh, Before that, it was 
So close, God. It's like I almost got it, but close only counts in time bombs and horseshoes. So he's introduced the explosive metaphor. So I unibomb shit. Tick, tick, tick. No remorse. Pew. Screw it. I'm lit. And that attitude I blew up on quick. That's why they call me firecracker. I grew up on wick. Wick, wick, wick with a short fuse. And wick being capital W-I-C. Um, what not it like women and infant care or something like that? Women, infants, and children. This is a oh. absolutely bananas acronym. It's not even close to a real acronym. I looked it up on Wikipedia. It is the Special Supplemental Nutrition Program for Women, Infants, and Children. And it's abbreviated WIC, W-I-C. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a like a problematic, like, you know, make sure only, only like actually like uh defenseless people get to have government aid essentially yeah like i mean maybe that i haven't really looked into it but like i'm guess that's what i'm assuming uh yeah obviously those people should get aid but like yeah it's it's a very gendered and uh problematic Mm -hmm. like yeah exactly framing and i've seen the food that is on wick and it's often like I don't know. I'm not actually in, in position to <laughs> <laughs> criticize this. I don't think it's a very trustworthy uh, program. Probably not. But I have ab- absolutely no judgment for people who are on it. I'm sure it's better than nothing. Absolutely. And yeah. I'm sure there are a bunch of politicians trying to get rid of it for all, for once and for all. Uh, yeah, I mean, I both you and I have been on the general food stamps program, and uh, that got me through some tough times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, so, I mean, but anyway, I think that's some good metaphor stuff. Like, he's introducing these ideas, um, and then he makes a pun about Wick, uh, being on Wick, like being a Wick on, like, that is a fuse. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, Like, a Wick is to a candle as a fuse is to a bomb. Right. Yeah, and, like, if you're on Wick, you're... <laughs> you're likely to uh uh if you grew up on wick you're likely to um man how he's i'm trying to say this in a way that's not problematic um you're really not throwing me a life preserver i'm not really sure where you're going with this eminem is trying to say because i grew up on wick um, that's part of why I'm an angry person because I grew up in poverty and I'm resentful of not having enough support. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, that's what he's trying to say. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, and yeah, I think he communicated that, uh, in a pretty interesting way. Yeah. Uh, there's another cool metaphor. Do you want to play the one that says cool metaphor? Oh, it says cool metaphor in all caps. Here we go. I can't wait. Buckle up. Let heartbeats loop, produce hate in my soul Laying vocals two days in a row True statement, hate to go down this road But there's only one route to cross this bridge So I walk in this bitch with loose chains Cause all my dues pay, but this booth's taking its toll This booth's taking its toll Can you walk us through what that uh, cool metaphor is? Yeah, so he's, he's talking about like Trying to uh, produce rap music and to write it let heartbeats loop, produce hate in my soul, laying vocals two days in a row. So he's talking about being in the studio mm-hmm. and trying to make shit. True statement, hate to go down this road, but there's only one route to cross this bridge. So I walk in this bitch. I'm assuming he means the studio slash the road with loose change. 
because all my dues paid, but this booth's taking its toll. Um, what does the booth represent in this metaphor? Hmm, I might back down from calling this a cool metaphor. This is one of those things that maybe in the moment, because there's so many words, I was like, hey, these all, this all kind of seems like it connects. But yeah. then as I actually try to break it down, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it connects, but do, it. like, does it add up to anything? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I take it all back. Oh well, thank God. He's well, he's the opposite of a goat. Yep, he's a uh, lamb. <laughs> According yes. to Jesus, I think. Yes. Didn't Jesus have something where he was saying that goats and lambs were opposites? Uh, sheep, I believe. Oh, sheep. Well, Cameron, guess what? Uh, lambs grow up to be. Hmm. Uh, just putting me on the spot a lot and asking me all these scientific questions, uh-huh, uh-huh. zoological questions. Oh man, someone was never in 4-H. Bet you don't even know what a pullet is. Nope. That's right. I honestly don't. I actually <laughs> don't know that one. <laughs> it's a it's a young chicken, younger than one year, I believe. Anyway, <laughs> farm terminology, farm wisdom. Uh, the Lombard rhythm, Scotch snaps, Scotch snaps. Oh, you're, you're talking about your, uh, music, uh, jargon to make yourself feel better about your learning and your knowledge and your, yeah, but also that is part of this song. Um, Oh, this song, this song. Yeah. So, uh, it's kind of annoying to me and it feels like, I think it's like something that's worth talking about, but there's like a bunch of YouTube videos. Of analy- it's like a lot of white people in general, like analyzing rap. Um, and they're calling this one specific rhythm, the Scotch snap. Um, hey, that's a or fiddle the Lombard thing. rhythm. Yeah. It's like from like uh, Scottish piping, I guess, but it's not like necessarily actually from Scottish piping, but they're just like assigning They're They're comparing it to it, but they're kind of acting as if it was, as if these modern, like, late uh, teen, teens like, rappers are influenced by piping. By, like, Scottish folk music? <laughs> yeah, I don't well, think see, they actually pretty are. Likely. <laughs> yeah, I think they're independently coming up with this rhythm, so I don't actually want to, like, <laughs> say, what this actually is is a European, like, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I think that it is interesting to talk about the rhythm, because it's a compelling rhythm, which is, instead of the typical da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, like that kind of rhythm, it's inverted, so it's da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. There's like, you hear it a lot these days, especially like, you know, you hear Lizzo doing it. It's, um, what's what's that lyric? It's like... Blame it on my juice. Yeah, I can't, I'm really bad at pulling up actual lyrics now who's so putting me, who on the spot it's you and you it's me it's the <laughs> it's answer me. to both okay okay so I, i'm pulling up juice you hear it a lot in that song oh yeah yeah it's like if i'm shining everybody gonna shine i was oh. like, this don't even gotta try like that's a scotch yeah. snap i mean oh. also it's problematic to like assign european like terminology as if they're borrowing it from the scots i don't think they are <laughs> You know, but it is a cool rhythm Um, and there should be some sort of uh, new name for it when it's applied to hip hop. Um, But uh, yeah, uh, Eminem does it a lot in this song and it feels like he's 
trying to keep up or maybe pastiching modern rap sometimes when he's doing it mm-hmm. um, or satirizing it. I don't know, but he does that in this song. So play the sound sample and <laughs> keep me from talking any longer. Okay. And I started from the bottom like a snowman, round up like round chuck and still put hands on you, staying round up. That's how I spend time. Sucker free, confidence. Time. It's interesting. We haven't heard him be that that staccato very often. Yeah. Yeah. I think so that's it's... like a modern thing. I'm not really, I don't really listen to mumble rap or SoundCloud rap or like, I'm not really familiar with the genre. And yeah. I know that a lot of older rappers think that it's garbage. I think there's another song <laughs> from Eminem later on uh, where he criticizes <laughs> that style of rap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't have a take on it, but um, I'm peripherally aware of it. Mm-hmm. Seems to me like you're the expert, Mark. <laughs> uh, did we listen to the sound sample from this song that you dub "Amazing Phrasing"? Uh, no, "Amazing Phrasing." Let's let's listen to it. I wonder what it is. Put this middle fingers free as a bird. New four-headed birth. Hugest forehead on earth. Too short with a burst. Studied his formula. Learn how to incorporate a curse. Point it towards corporate America. Stick a fork in and turn. Cause four letter words are more better. Heard the world force better. Turn to meet your getting yours. <laughs> but sometimes I overdo it. But I just get so into it. I was there consoling you when no one knew it. It's a longer one. Yeah. I was that door. You walked over to it. I'm the light at the end of the tunnel, so people are always looking to me as they're going through it. Yeah, I I think he's really experimenting. He, he seems to be taking some cues from modern rappers and like putting that into his vocabulary. Um, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's like uh, one could say that he's stealing it, um, but you could also say that rap is folk music and that um, trying to stay isolated and not affected by the music that's around you is um uh it's not really what the music's about you know it's like everyone's using the trap beat because that's what people want to hear yeah you know everyone's using that little thing that sounds like a kitchen timer and everyone's everyone's moving into the trap house yeah so um but i think i think that sounds really good so yeah Good stuff. Uh, we should probably listen to Chloroseptic, huh? The third Yeah, this song is the album. song that I was talking about where he's uh, hating on mumble rap. Yeah, here we go. Tear a stretch of electric, swear on every record, bitch. Fingers so high in the air, I bet your senses flip. Like a barometric pressure switch. Caring less who I've been with this. I met your neck like pest dispense. Go ahead, spit your flow, bitch. I met your throat like Chloroseptic. What is chloroseptic? Is is that like mouthwash or something? Uh, I think it's like a throat. Um, I've taken it before. I think. Oh, it's, it's a like brand a name. Spray. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I've, it, like I think it just numbs your throat. Yeah. So I think it's. Uh, I think it has something to do with criticizing the 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 timbral delivery of like modern rappers and being like mumbly and sounding like they have a horse throat. Oh, so. like they have like a Novocaine injection or something that's like making their mouth all numb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think that's what this is about. Um, 
yeah, I mean the context clues of the song. Uh, he also preemptively goes after the haters. With this ink, you haters get wrote on like a piece of paper. This rap shit got me traveling place to place. You barely leave your house because you're always stuck <laughs> at your pad. It's stationary. Huh? It's funny. Yeah. Stationary. So I guess he's homophone criticizing people for like m- putting all their content online. I guess. I guess, and like not going on tour. I get. I mean, it's like most of those people. I think seem to go on tour once they hit like a certain level of fame and renown and stuff, right? Yeah, it seems like <laughs> he's just like punching down on people who are less successful than him. Yeah, and younger. Yeah, they'll go on tour when they have the resources to shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what. What does he say? That's why when I brainstorm, gotta write it out. Simon Cowell of Ryman Fowl. That's why you sound so shook. What a timely think- reference. You yeah. know, like, I'm, I'm glad he's showing oh, up these okay. young whippersnappers, <laughs> these upstarts, and they're just, they're just like, com- they're just like not, you know, with it. But he really is with these timely references to Simon Cowell. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised to not hear a You Are the, wink- the Weakest Link goodbye reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to be a chameleonaire? Yeah. That's twofer. Um, uh, um, uh, 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 I like uh, this. I like this. Uh, put you in your place like you're a realtor. <laughs> Do you want to play that? that sample? <laughs> that's a pretty good line. Yeah, I think that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, and still conjoined it. The hip with hop. Still on point and poignant. Skilled as Floyd is. And it's filled and still no filter. Boy, I put you in your place. Yeah. Like a realtor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't love him using the word boy over and over and over again. Uh, That's true. Because he's talking to a bunch of black rappers, probably. Yeah, younger black men. And there's a long racist history of uh, white people in power calling uh, black men boy as a way to demean them and yeah. diminish them. And black women girls. Yeah. yeah. So I don't love that. I mean, he, I don't think he necessarily intends it in specifically that racist way but um yeah it's still not great not a great look M. yeah the context is important <laughs> yeah I, I yeah he's still on point and poignant skilled as floyd is so he's he's doing um something that i guess people call triplet flow which i don't think is actually a triplet well it's not a triplet in the Western music theory sense of the word, where you're fitting three notes into the space of two, but yeah, rather but it's it is a triplet a in the family sense of the word. Where yeah, it's Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's groupings of three over a bar of four, um, but it's a it's a hemiola, so it doesn't line up with the measure. Um, and apparently, he has like an exaggerated moment of triplet flow. Uh, that I think he's pastiching. Is it is it Migas? Is that the rapper? Uh, I thought that was a food. Uh, maybe is it Migos? <laughs> oh man, I feel like <laughs> such an old person. <laughs> well, Cameron, let's retreat to our safe space and talk about Simon Cowell. <laughs> yeah, me. Uh, it's, an, it's an American. <laughs> it's is, an American hip hop group. From Migos Georgia. is uh, <laughs> is Migos. a is a dish in Spanish and Portuguese cuisines. Okay, I'm putting something in the learning links that just says Migas versus Migos. <laughs> you choose. <laughs> <laughs> there can only be one. 
deathmatch. Uh, the Supreme Court case that rocked the nation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. boy. How embarrassing. Uh, Do you want to play that sound sample, the triplet flow? Uh, Yeah, let's do it. So wait, is Migos one of the rappers he's criticizing? It's a group. It's a group. And is he criticizing them in this song? Or is he just, is he like kind of adopting their technique and passaging them? Uh, I think the, the latter. Ah, okay. Good to yeah. know. I mean, I mean, because he's he's like going on this like millennial rant essentially, and I think he's pastiching modern rap flow. Ah, uh, gotcha. Gotcha, in, gotcha. In order to say like, I can do this too, and I can do it better than you. Yeah. Um. Here's a here's a fun little bit of trivia. He refers to a Colombian necktie at one point in verse three. Um. You know what that is? Yeah, this is like is this like an urban legend or is it actually true? But it's like I don't where, know. This is upsetting. If you don't want to listen to this, you can skip forward fifteen yeah, seconds. Tr- trigger warning for violence and body I get, horror. I, I'm 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 assuming that it's like uh like a drug cartel kind of thing where you get your throat slit and then they pull your tongue through your throat slit um, as sort of an act of terror and to send a message. Yeah. So it looks like you're wearing a necktie, but it's your own tongue. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, it seems like the kind of thing that is probably an urban legend, but who knows? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that's like an insensitive <laughs> thing to, to conjure up, um, or not. Oh, oh man, it might be real. Oh shit. It seems like it might be real, uh, based on the Wikipedia article about it. Well, shit. I, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> Fuck, that's uh, yikes. Um, that's uh, yikes. I'm going to go ahead and not uh, search Google Images for a Colombian necktie. Yeah, don't. That uh, sounds horrifying. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. What else? Uh, let's, let's move on to Untouchable. Okay, yeah. Love that movie. Sean Connery. Good stuff. Uh, untouchable. <laughs> on the side of you fuck up what what the fuck am i to do i keep telling myself keep doing like you're doing no matter how many lives you ruin it's for the red white and blue time to go find a new one it's split his head right too no one's ever indicted you why because you're a white boy white boy you're a rock star white boy white boy in your cop car yeah so he's directly taking on some social commentary um and uh cop violence cop brutality um and talking about how white cops uh get off scot-free when they murder black men and and kids yeah 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 he's he's saying things that to me are like pretty all pretty obvious and shouldn't have to be explained but they do so yep he's not making any like particularly incisive uh statements um but i mean obvious things are just saying the truth is political (laughs) yeah i mean i do like that he specifically points out some uh racist dog whistles like pulling up your pants 
Yes. In verse two, he says, black boy, black boy. See, this is, he has it on his own album. The like the racist trope of calling black men boy. Yes. He, he just did that literally a song earlier. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Em. You're better than that. Well, I don't yeah. know about I don't know if you're better than that, but you should be. <laughs> yeah, I wish you were better <laughs> than that. I wish you were better than that. Black boy, black boy, we don't give, get your culture and we don't care what our government's done to fuck you over, man. Don't tell us your attitude's a result of that. Balderdash, where'd you get the chip on your shoulder at? Why are you kicking that soda can? Pull your pants up. We about to roll up and throw your ass in the van cuffed. Yep. Uh, so the, he he sings from the perspective of a white cop, but then I think at some point he starts to sing from the perspective of the black community, the black American community. Yeah, it seems like he kind of does, doesn't he? Yeah, where, where does that happen? Um, uh, we're applying, but McDonald's seems to be the only franchise that'll hire. So how can we have higher standards? Yeah. Uh, as, and then he's talking about Dallas, like the shooter in Dallas, um, how it overshadows the battle for Black Lives Matter, uh, fight back with violence, but acts like that are black eyes on the movement. I guess he's condemning that, which I I don't want to take a stance on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take a stance and say, uh, Eminem, you're not an insider and you shouldn't be uh, telling people what to do. Well, yeah. I mean... That's the stance I'm trying to... I'm not trying to take a stance on the Dallas thing for that very reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, although I would imagine that many people in the Black Lives Matter uh, movement do agree. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. It's, it's I don't interesting. think that's wild to think. Yeah. Um, so. There's a... Do you know... I, I think I've shouted this out before, but there is a website called The Nib. Um, they also publish a magazine, but they are editorial and uh, like journalistic cartoons and they had uh a longer feature recently um that was talking about like the debate within the civil rights movement about uh violence and how and whether it should be applied and if it was like okay in any any sense um so we'll have a, a link in the show notes to that yeah um i highly recommend this website very good Cool. And just go to that for answers because it's probably uh, better than we can actually discuss. <laughs> yes. It is a black person making comics about the civil rights movement. Uh, it's called The Great Debate, Martin Luther King Jr. versus Robert F. Williams, who is uh, another civil rights leader who advocated um, a more revolutionary approach. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that uh, the binary isn't as clear and that maybe um, MLK's uh, public pacifism maybe wasn't as lofty, but maybe actually pretty uh, strategic. <laughs> and and that also maybe he had uh, bodyguards who were armed to the teeth. <laughs> I don't know if that specifically comes up in this uh, cartoon, but yeah, I would not be surprised Yeah, if he had bodyguards. Cool. Um, so how do you feel about, uh, skipping like a bunch of songs? I would feel great about that. I feel, I (laughs) love that idea. (laughs) How far you want to go? There's one with Ed Sheeran. That's just like very forgettable called river. Um, I I, actually like the music of his like big single. I can't even remember what it's called, but his part in it, I think is pretty obnoxious. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I'm not that, I'm not really into Ed Sheeran. I don't know. 
It's I just don't uh, really. I don't think you're going to offend that many people by <laughs> taking that stance. There are some people who are really into him. They seem like you know tween tweeny boppers, but uh, for the most part. <laughs> That's the grossest thing you've ever said. <laughs> I never claimed I'm to be a good I'm person. I'm not editing that, uh, that out. I never so claimed that... to not be a horrible person who denigrates <laughs> other people's choices and taste in music. <laughs> um, there's a great uh, YouTube video that's Shape of You in 3-4 time. And it's it it's actually kind of slaps. Oh, so yeah? <laughs> I'm going to put a link to that. Hell yeah. Uh, what should we skip to? Something much later, I think. Yeah. I would think. <laughs> Wait, is it worth talking about bad husband? Do you think? Mm, I don't think so. He he's just talking about how he's a bad husband, but but it's definitely a good dad. Yeah, he's very he's a very good dad, and also she um, hit him first, and he only hit her back. Uh, his his wife. Does he that say is. that in there? Yeah. He's essentially says it. So it's it's like he's kind of engaging in self-criticism, but it's also couched in like a victim thing where he's like, she hit me and I only ever like retaliated for her bad yeah, actions. I mean, I do think that, well, in general, I think that the conversation about abuse and uh, uh, systems of power, like... I, I think that it is more complicated than maybe some people uh, make it out to be. And especially in individual cases, like whether someone like who, like who is the abused and who is the abuser and when are relationships mutually destructive. And I think that is something worth analyzing. Uh-huh. But in this situation, Eminem is clearly the one with all of the power, all of the resources. And um, regardless of who hit who first, he's, He's the one in charge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, so we're skipping bad husband. Um, <laughs> what else is there? I feel like there's, there's so something little... that I wanted to talk about in like home. Um, oh yeah, okay, yeah. I, I seem to remember that one actually being somewhat interesting. Can't really remember why, but yeah, let's let's take a listen. Oh, this is about Trump. Oh, right. Band together for Charlottesville and for Heather. Fallen heroes fill his wall with murals. No bad, I get up, hit the damn resetter. Let's start from zero. This is our renewal. Spray tan, get rid of, get a brand new better. America, and here's to where it began. Oh, shit. Fuck, I fucked that up. I was in the wrong app and I hit some keys and it fucked it. Okay, sorry. It's fine. You, here, here's another cut it's for you to make through. don't you don't you love making just a bunch of cuts and edits okay fine i'll make another <laughs> cut god damn it <laughs> oh now you're probably not gonna cut it out i'll sound like a damn fool on the episode wouldn't be the first time just don't play it again we'll just go through it well it didn't I haven't even finished playing the whole thing all right okay okay go go ahead i'll make her a real cut. i'm sorry i'm a bad person Band together for Charlottesville and for Heather. Fallen heroes fill his wall with murals. No bad, I get up, hit the damn resetter. Let's start from zero. This is our renewal. Spray tan, get rid of, get a brand new better. America, and here's to where it began. So, this is like rhetorically. Uh, this isn't what America stands for. Um, America's better than this. And you're, uh, you're 
he's essentially saying that jingoism and racism and oppression isn't uh, a crucial part of the American identity. And Mm -hmm. uh, there's a part of me that respects that sort of rhetoric, like we can be better and we are better because there's some truth to that. You know, I mean, like Donald Trump didn't win the popular vote. Right. And honestly, even a lot of people who voted for him are now regretting it. And maybe they didn't support all of this. They thought they were doing a necessary evil, Mm -hmm. like, I know a fair amount of people who are just like pro-life, which I think is bullshit, but like I understand how they were conditioned to have that stance. Um, and the, they just voted for him because he was under on the Republican ticket and he was pro-life. And now they're just like, what the fuck did I do? Like, yeah. this is terrible, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> mm. Um so I, I, I guess there's some truth to that, you know, but also like America is not, <laughs> I, th- I think the American flags a hate speech basically. <laughs> and like, I'm like actually anti-patriotic and I want it to end. Um, and I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> I'm keeping that I one. I pledge in. allegiance to the hate speech. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's the, w- where the song is operating from rhetorically. Yeah. And I understand it. Which is funny because there's there's another song on this album. Um uh it was in Untouchable, which I guess we already talked about, but at the end he kind of takes the opposite thing, uh where he's he's talking about Colin Kaepernick. He says, So ca- they call it a Kaepernick tantrum if you don't stand for the national anthem. We raise it, you better praise it, or you'll be made to feel like a traitor. We'll treat you like Rodney Dangerfield, which is a fun little line because essentially no I respect. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Because he doesn't like, he doesn't explain it. He's just like, Roddy Dangerfield. Uh, Home of the brave is still racistville, so this whole nation feels like a plantation field in a country that claims that its foundation was based on United States ideals that had its natives killed, got you singing this star-spangled spiel to a piece of cloth that represents the land, quote, land of the free that made people slaves to build. Yeah. So it's like, but yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, that's, that's right. But then he, he takes this other weird like rhetorical tactic where he's like, this isn't what America is about. This aren't the ideals that America was built on. And Trump is not the American like values. And it's like, well, he good Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like Eminem talks like a, a, a middle-aged middle-class, like a suburban dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, Donald Trump, uh, 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 Donald Trump, sir, you do not represent American values. So, something I really appreciate about Bernie, and there's probably some ex- some uh, examples of him being jingoistic or whatever, or saying like using America rhetoric. But I just like how Bernie is just like, hey, we should be doing what Denmark's doing because they're doing it better. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> he's just like, yeah. And Hillary's like, I want to be more like America, and he's like, no, let's do what Denmark's doing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> everyone shut up about how great america is it's obviously not um we can be better uh but not by like being some false idea of more who we are yeah you know? exactly and i i appreciate that about his rhetoric or lack of rhetoric so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh i had some sort of sound sample i can't remember what it is but it's all caps it just says i'm sorry what oh interesting <laughs> so i can't wait we'll see what that was yeah from my stars and strikes to this type of pickle that we're in's hard to do but there's always tomorrow still <laughs> oh it's the dadliest joke he's ever made it definitely is 
Oh my this type god. Of, this type of pickle we're in is hard to deal. But he pronounces it like deal with. dill. But he's ref- he's saying it in the like um, African American vernacular English pronunciation of deal, which is dill. And he's saying dill pickle. And that's a, f- a funny joke. This type of pickle that we're in is hard to dill. You get it? T- hard to dill. It's hard to flavor with dill, weed, and Who you call uh, coriander, weed? and garlic, and onion. <laughs> that's the kind and of vinegar. pickle. This is a sweet pickle. <laughs> uh, for real, though, dill is where it's at. Fucking love dill. Yeah. It, it, uh, I had... Uh, I was in... Uh, it was in Coney Island. Brighton Beach. This is the podcast within a podcast pickle... Uh, pickle corner. Pickle talk. Well, it's more of a dill, dill corner. corner than anything because I'm just talking about... I was in Brighton Beach one time in New York a while back and popped into some Russian restaurant and got a soup that was mind-blowing. It was just a bunch of mushrooms and dill. It was so fucking good. Dill and mushrooms go really delicious. well together. Everyone, and that sounds delicious, and like it, it probably had a lot of meat stock in it that you probably ate, even though you're a vegetarian. I'm sure it did. Hey, <laughs> I, all all that shit has like lard and yeah, every, yeah. It's there's a lot of uh, like meat stuff just lurking in there that you wouldn't necessarily know about. But hey, I, I tell I'll tell you what I've been making a lot of tamales lately, and when you move back to Oregon and I make you some tamales, I'll definitely make them without lard because they're just as good without lard and with uh crisco instead so Uh, you can trust me i feel like you might not be entirely honest with me right now (laughs) it's 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 gonna be 100 vegetarian and just as good as uh mexicans make it hmm okay i take that a total face value and don't read into it at all cool good uh that's a funny joke i like that he's leaning into uh dad jokes i, I appreciate yeah. it i mean he's a dad uh i I'm, I'm pretty ready to try to wrap this up i, <laughs> I was gonna suggest that s- actually i, I kind of want to skip to a rose because i i don't have any sound samples but we can talk about it a little bit i actually think it's kind of powerful so like a rose no a rose oh yeah like yeah like a rose a rose oh okay I get it now. I didn't realize that that was wordplay. A rose has its thorn. Make a fist, but I can't make when I'm frozen stiff. I yell, but nothing comes out. I'm crying inside a shout. My vocal cords won't permit me. I scream, but it's not allowed. You put your arm around mama to calm her well. I just thought about the aisle. I'll never get to walk his down. Never see you graduating your caps and gowns. It's about to be 2008. How's this happening now? I got so much more to do. Improve, I'm truly sorry if I let you... Oh, yeah. This is the one that doesn't have a chorus, so I essentially just, like, grabbed an arbitrary, random part to take a sound sample of. So it's the song The Rose, like, Bette Midler. And I actually really like that song. I don't know (laughs) Um, if I know that song. uh, Some say love, it is a river. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do know that song. It's the one that's... And it's just the entire song, like with the words and and the singing and a beat that's louder over it. And I, I kind of think it's cool how there's words on top of words. Double music. Um, yeah, double music. Yeah. Uh, but he's making the word play like some. Um, uh, what's the name of the song? Uh, the Rose. Um, Seal? 
and he and this one's a rose hmm. and he's talking about uh rising from the dead essentially because he had a near-death experience when he overdosed on pills mm-hmm. and this is a song like from a hypothetical death like him singing to his daughters um him rapping to his daughters um and uh yeah saying that telling the story of like uh how horrifying it is and how like much he values life and yeah wants to live and how much he loves them and i think it's actually yeah a really good song and it's not just sentimental i think it's good so he's been kissed by a rose from the grave mm-hmm. is that how that is that what I the can, actual I lyrics are <laughs> no it's something weirder oh yeah it's it's a very weird song lyrically yeah seal team six i love batman yeah okay and uh that's the time that's our time (laughs) that's what his backing band should be called yeah they should make uh, a movie where it's seal team six is just like a bunch of it's like a clone army of seal (laughs) and they're going after uh bin laden do you you almost say bin or obama no (laughs) barack hussein obama a lot of people forget the hussein but it's very important and we're stealing from other podcasts well, and obviously, we're still we rolling for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Why are we still going? Why isn't this episode over? <laughs> why isn't this season over? Oh God. We got two more albums, <sighs> Cam. Yeah. No, I think they'll be good. I, yeah, I, I, I feel like optimistic about Eminem for the first time in a long time. Yes. I mean, his albums are still too long, but at least they're less like edgelordy. You're not wrong. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, you can visit us online at boxset.website. You can email us at email at boxset.website. Uh, go on our Discord. The link will be in the show notes. Um, this is the part where I say write us a review on iTunes. I say it every week. Um, but if you haven't yet, uh, we would really love it if you would. Uh, that would be awesome. Uh, you should also listen to Cameron's other podcast. It's called Get Up in the Cool, now featuring merch. You can have a, a cool shirt that proclaims how cool you are by listening to Get Up in the Cool. <laughs> Everything's just so someone cool. Was, so, someone was just accusing me online of gatekeeping by calling my show Get Up in the Cool um, and then, you know, having obviously a limited amount of people featured on the show, even though it's hundreds, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, and I was just like, it's not fucking a cool person's club it's the name of a tune and it just means getting up in the dewy morning everyone like stop making me regret using this tune title as my show title (laughs) (laughs) it's really annoying so fuck you nathan for perpetuating this lie i do deserve thank you for telling people to get merch yeah uh yeah before uh i had listened to like any old-time music really i thought you were doing like a weird hip with it teen slang kind of thing hey, hey cool cats everyone cool cats let's get up in the cool daddy-o and i was like oh yeah, okay i i knew that going into it and uh ultimately you, you i decided that, I was that it was going to be a show for old-time nerds <laughs> yeah well i'm glad you did yeah uh and, and now i know more about things and now i know that that, that it's the tune and it's all about getting up and when it's cool in the morning before the hot yeah. sun gets you yeah, because the truth is, I am a gatekeeper, uh, and but the actual gate is whether or not you know what the title means. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And <laughs> I personally am a gatekeeper, but by that I just mean that I uh, am a, a caretaker of uh, and collector of old gates. From you steal gates. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
<laughs> yeah, I, I I tried to kidnap Bill Gates too. In fact. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. Well. Uh, okay. Until next week with Kamikaze. All of these are great jokes. These are so good. Uh, I've been Nathan Hunt, and I am giving Eminem a strong run for his money for deadliest jokes. I have been Cameron Dewitt, and I'm going to go enlist at the military. Gob. <laughs> I don't care for Job. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of dads, are you a father yet? Nye- nope. <laughs> <laughs> Still not, huh? Sorry, Theo. <laughs> <laughs>